0: Hi, I'm Brie from BrieBoucher.com, your host of Soul to Soul, the podcast. Welcome to your weekly dose of soul deep conversations and quick hits of intuitive downloads. Let's begin. Good morning. Welcome to Soul to Soul. Can you see my steaming tea? It's so cold in here at the moment. Um so this morning I um hey Sam, this morning I'm chatting with Sam from Rise Studios so Sam Johnson and um I did have a title on there before so I'm not sure if that's coming. I'm gonna do another one um, just to pin a um, comment so just bear with me. Thanks to everyone that's joining. I'd love to here if you've got any questions um, throughout the chat then jump on all right pin pin comment let's see if we can connect with Sam hello hi how are you I'm good. Good morning. Yes. Here we go. How are you? <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 good. Ah, I saw it was, it cal- um yeah, chilly. It's cold. <laughs> I've got my blanket. I'm very very <laughs> thankful for central heat right now. <laughs> mm, exactly. Yeah, like the steaming
0: <laughs> I mean it's hot. It's definitely just fresh, but <laughs> 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 very good. Um, well, thank you for joining me, and I'll introduce you just briefly. Um, so this is Samantha Johnson. Samantha, or I call her Sam, so I'll probably just call her Sam throughout this, this process. <laughs> um, Sam is the founder of Rise Studio um, in Canberra. I'm just fixing this, sorry. And um, she, yeah, I, I knew, I got to know Sam um, a little bit through um women's circles that we were jo- um were connected with and then I just asked her, Hey, do you wanna um <laughs> partner with me on a vision board workshop and the rest is history? And so um we did that together um in your studio in December and um yeah just been keeping in contact ever since. So yeah, been been loving um getting to know you and I'm really excited to chat to you today then, you know, I can get to know you a little bit more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I've never, I mean, I've watched several lives, but I've never partaken in one. So
0: Ah, we'll see how it goes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're doing well
0: so far. It's easy, I promise. (laughs) Good, good. (laughs) Um, So we'll start with some icebreaker um, questions. So you already showed that you had a cup of something. Is it tea or coffee?
1: (laughs) Coffee. I mean, I do like tea, but more often than not, there's coffee in my cup. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I find it's like, obviously probably I'm addicted because there's caffeine and <laughs> it's an addictive substance, but yeah. I really enjoy the ritual of it. Like we use a French press, so like a plunger. Yeah, nice. And I like the whole like waking up, boiling the kettle, doing all the mm. things. It's, it's like part of my morning routine.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. And I've seen you post um videos of like you stretching and doing, you know, like act act activities or like exercises while <laughs> while you're waiting for it to do its thing.
1: Yeah, and that's one yeah. where like um one of the authors that I have read a handful of and follow a bit talks a lot about habit pairing. Mm,
0: yeah. And so that's one tip I, I always give people yeah.
1: when like trying to build in new things. So for me, it's like trying to be consistent with some mobility stuff. Yeah. Just pairing it with something you already do. So like yeah. I have coffee every morning. Yeah. It's probably not a good morning if I don't have <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so if I can take that time, that like five minutes that I'm waiting for everything to be ready to just literally do stretches against the kitchen counter or just yeah, right. sitting with my breath. So yeah, I, I try, I'm not the best, like we're all flawed. Right. But mm. I do try and kind of build those things together to where I can at least give myself a better chance of doing it rather than not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, was that from Atomic Habit that you learned about that?
1: Um, from actually today? originally it was from Gretchen Rubin. So she, ah, yes. yeah, Andy, put, she Put me did, under her. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, she does a podcast called Happier, but she's written a handful of books. And most of her books mm. are around like habits in mm. some way or another. And yeah. that's the, the pairing is one yeah. of her things that she just like talks about all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. James Clear in Atomic Habits, he talks about it as being habit stacking. So yeah, like what you're saying, you know, like finding a habit you do every day and then stacking something else on it. And then like you keep going until you have this new, new yeah. process.
1: <laughs> and I think in yeah, that cool. world, like um, I don't love the term life hacking, but like all of the authors and researchers who are dealing with habits and stuff, like it's not an original concept. It's just everyone yeah. puts their own little twist on it Bins, to whatever yeah. their audience is. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Atomic Habits is great. I've read that too, and it's there yeah. were so many like, oh yeah, why yeah. didn't I think of that? <laughs> exactly, light bulb moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, I already know this an- the answer to this question, but for everyone else, are you introvert or extrovert?
1: I'm a massive introvert. Like. Yeah. So we're just starting to ease restrictions in Canberra and coming out of mm. lockdown. And everyone was like, oh, how have you managed? And I was like, honestly, my yeah. life hadn't really changed. Like aside yeah. from our once every two weeks going out to dinner for a date night type thing or yeah. having in-person coffee catch-ups with friends mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. or twice a week, like that was and obviously teaching, like I moved yeah. to teaching online, but
0: yeah,
1: my day-to-day was not drastically different. So I think in that situation, introverts fared a bit better <laughs> yeah. than extroverts. I know. absolutely. I, <laughs> one of the memes that I, that I saw that kept going around was like, introverts, check on your extroverted friends. Yeah. They don't know how to do this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so true. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Is your partner introvert as well? Um, not,
1: yes. Like he definitely leans more that yeah. way, but he is like very slightly more extroverted. But he, we're, I mm. mean, we're both home buddies. We're more often yeah. than not likely to choose having a night in rather than going out. That's probably yeah. why we pair well together. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice.
0: That's cool. Um, so being an introvert, how does that show up in your business?
1: Um, things like marketing, I think, are a little bit more difficult. Um, mm. definitely when we do, uh, in-person stuff. So, like last year, there's a local festival called South Fest that's just highlighting small businesses, kind of in the south of Canberra, and that was difficult because obviously in those type of things you're supposed to be approaching people and you're supposed to be like out there and doing stuff out there yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. I um took more the like I'm gonna put my signs out in the walkway and there it makes very clear what we do like yoga mobility meditation and then the people who that piqued their interest they came and talked to me And, and so that that was my compromise of I probably should have been out there uh, handing out flyers, but yeah. I'm more like, oh, you're interested? Okay, I'll tell you more. <laughs> Come on in and I'll talk yeah. to you about it now. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, chilling
1: yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it shows up in teaching before and after class. It's yeah. funny because I'm just like <laughs> a little bit awkward and I don't love being the center of attention. And it's, I've always been able to do this in different jobs. Like I was a server for a long time in the States before I moved over and various mm-hmm. other jobs. Um, mm-hmm. And it's almost like I can put this. It's not a mask because it's not fake, but it's, it's a just like, persona. yeah, it's like just mm-hmm. another facet of my personality. Yeah. that I can go into that mode and I do it and I feel confident and I'm totally fine. And then as soon as that mode's over, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like shrink back in the corner now. <laughs> oh dear (laughs) so yeah
0: yeah. I know what you mean like definitely um customer service really brought me out of my shell you know like having to actually go up and talk to people and um you know serve them and support them in like what they're what they're after um it definitely like um got me out of my shell like I said and and found like I found a way of communicating with people that um, was really simple and easy and then, you know, you develop then your work kind of persona, your work, um, you know, like you said, I, I've called it a mask for me because in some ways it showed up negatively and so like I was putting on a, a mask um, and, you know, being a different person um, but... You know, in a in a in a better way, like being able to like show up and um, communicate <laughs> with people is like is obviously very important. So um, yeah, I I can definitely that definitely resonates with me what you're talking about. Um, but I I don't tend to like shy away while I'm still in the work mode. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's interesting that like you have almost like a performance when when you're teaching in a way, like in in that you're showing up and being that person. And then like as soon as that performance of teaching is over, you kind of flip back to being a little bit like quieter in the corner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think because like I'm confident in what I'm teaching and I'm confident Mm. in how I'm presenting the things, So that's not – a barrier for me it doesn't come off at, in my head anyways who knows how it comes off to the students mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't come off as like being scared of what I'm teaching um, mm. and I yeah I just I feel really comfortable doing it I think sorry you might see Attila wandering around um, <laughs> I think finding a way where you can switch into that mode where it still feels authentic is the key. Because like you said, like there is definitely, I know people use it as a coping mechanism, like that mask thing where you do it and you get through it, but it doesn't feel true and you feel kind of fake. Mm -hmm. But I think finding the way, and I unfortunately don't have any like great tips or secrets other than just like (laughs) do it for years and figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) But finding the way that you can do that, that you still feel like, yourself and you still feel authentic and to me that's just like I think it comes up in um I make a lot of jokes when I'm teaching and I always describe my teaching style as like a larrikin because yeah part of my teaching uh I guess philosophy is like don't take it too seriously as a teacher and as a student I'm constantly telling people like We're just moving. It doesn't matter if you fall over. It doesn't matter if, you know, you feel like you're not doing it right because there is no right way. Mm. So I think finding the way to show up authentically and bringing in those other parts of your personality, like more often than not, I am kind of a larrikin and I use humor to crack tense situations. So I guess for me, it kind of just shows up in those ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think like, I'm sure no one would be aware that you're, you're like, feeling like uncomfortable or whatever. Um, cause you're very warm. And, um, you know, every time I've walked into the studio, <laughs> you're not like, um, you know, that kind of like out there person, which for me is, is what you want, like what I want. And I think that, um, comes across, you know, in the way you teach and, Um, yeah, that's sort of what makes you a little bit different to some of the other yoga studios that are out there. I think that's good to lean into your personality.
1: Yeah, I think otherwise Mm. you just – you are constantly exhausted. Like whether it's – whatever your career is, whatever the thing is that you do, you really need to, like you said, lean into how that fits with you and your personality Mm. and your true self because – Otherwise, you're just chasing your tail all the time. Like, you just feel exhausted because you're putting it on. Yeah. And then things like imposter syndrome, which is so, like, the topic du jour for everyone, Mm, creep up. They creep up at the best of times. But especially when you feel like you're not being 100% true to yourself, it really is just, like, you're fake. You're not doing the good job. Everyone's going to see through you.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, I know like imposter syndrome is like this huge thing over in the States at the moment. Um, Like it it is here as well, but definitely like, you know, I see it all the time on (laughs) Instagram and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Changing um, pace a little bit. What's your, do you have um, either like Oracle cards or Tarot cards? Are you into those at all?
1: I'm very intrigued by them. But I don't have them, like, myself. Mm -mm. But I have one friend um, who's a motivational speaker, actually. And she is all about them. And I am consistently amazed. And maybe it's, like, I don't know, newspaper horoscopes where you read into it what you want to. But anytime she pulls cards and we do Mm -hmm. stuff with them, I am so, like... Yep. That's exactly what I needed right now. That affirms everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, um I pulled
0: a card this morning and Ooh. it's called, it says connection on it. It's perfect for a, yes. a chat like this, <laughs> isn't
1: it? <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. So um, yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. Like you, you can, I think how I use Oracle cards myself is like really tapping into your intuition. So what you're saying is true. Like it's, affirming how you already feel about that certain thing and so it's like oh cool yep that's right that it brings up ideas or brings up thoughts that you might already have um which I think is like exactly what I'm using it for so I'm happy with
1: that yeah (laughs) yeah and I think a lot of people are quick to like poo poo things like that but Mm if it works for you, if it makes you feel good, like it shouldn't matter if it's absolutely bogus. If it's something that you enjoy and it makes you feel good, then great. Keep including it. I just, I feel like too many people are quick to like squash other people's joy.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not what you mean. Um, yeah. Books. What are you reading at the moment?
1: Um, I'm like a book juggler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm actually sticking by, sitting by my book stack. So Spontaneous Happiness. This is not planned. It just happens that I'm in my reading chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, spontaneous Happiness by Dr. Andrew Weil is yeah. one I'm about halfway through. Um, so he is he's a Harvard-trained doctor mm-hmm. um, in the 60s. Because he's yeah. a bit older now. <laughs> and as soon as he came out of med school, he figured out that like, as a doctor, you're not treat, you're just treating symptoms. You're not really treating the root cause. And you're more often than not only treating one little thing out of the whole human.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so this book in particular, Spontaneous Happiness, deals a lot with what he calls the epidemic of depression and his different tools for wellness and how you can try and live better with depression mm-hmm. um he's since med school gone on to be one of the kind of leaders in integrative health and he's founded a integrative health clinic at the university of arizona which he helps run
0: yeah. um, and he's
1: actually If you ever go to the States, you have to go to True Food Kitchen. They have about 30 locations now. yeah. And they use his philosophy of anti-inflammatory eating in their menu. He co-founded the restaurant with a restaurateur. Um, So his work is one that I, like, draw a lot of inspiration from. I'm also, since we were talking about it, (laughs) getting through Atomic Habits. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And – Thrive by Ariana Huffington. Ah,
0: yes, I have that on my like bookshelf. I haven't, I bought it last year or maybe even a year before. I don't know. Um, Recently ish, and yeah. I haven't read it yet because I have, like you, I juggle books, but I buy a whole bunch and then don't read them. <laughs> yeah. And then like pick something up and whatever. But I, I just finished a book actually, um, which is called Fast Asleep. And it's all about, like, um, you know, how sleep is obviously very important and, like, how to get good sleep. And um, there's even, like, recipes in there for, like, um, good gut health and stuff. So it's really interesting. Um, So I'm getting a little bit into, like, sleep kind of things at the moment. But, yeah. You'll have to bump
1: Thrive up the list then because that's, like, the whole thing. Oh, really? Because she – probably just over 10 years ago now, right around 10 years ago, um, ended up one day collapsing in her office and, like, broke her orbital because she was chronically exhausted because she was doing what so many people do, especially women, of running on, like, 3 hours sleep at the time running, like, a very influential website and all these different things, and Mm. she was juggling all of it and thought she was doing it well and yeah. then realized not so her like if she was a politician platform i don't know how it's to say it but her like platform yeah. is sleep and rest and redefining our idea of success cool. which i think is just so like yes yes
0: yes yeah i remember hearing her talk on a podcast um last year probably was last year and bought the book straight away afterwards because it's like yes, yeah. but I think yeah, I probably just like fell out of like the obsession yeah. <laughs> with with her story. But I like you pick books up when you're ready for, to to learn from them, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed a few people are jumping on and saying hi to you. You've got some friends on.
1: <laughs> yes, Yay. a couple of my friends, I think from the states. <clears throat> um, awesome. I've been doing a training that's based in North America. I mean, the people doing the training are from all over, but I've made this yeah. like side little group of amazing supportive friends. Hi guys. Awesome. Um, love it. Oh, they're giving you love. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice though to like, that's one thing that I love about technology and especially for me being an expat and living literally half a world away from like
0: yeah.
1: at my family and everything is, with technology i can still have conversations and connections to the point that sometimes i think we forget we're half a world away yeah
0: i know <laughs> i know what you mean i know what you yeah. mean and um that like that's the good thing about instagram in my mind like you yes. can make connections with people from like all over um and then like it helps you in a way like re- oh, yeah. keep, re- keep connected you know like um my friend Nancy, who I talked to last week or the week before I was I think talked to her both weeks on my instagram um she's like I met her through a group coaching program and she's from Singapore and um like we would never have met ever like this <laughs> like how would we have ever met and um now, yeah, like we're like really close friends and you just kept in contact like you can like like anything you can fall out of friendships but if i think you know with with um with all the like access to zoom and like online platforms like instagram where you can chat to people um like in your dms on video and stuff like that it's so um it's just so like amazing i love technology but <laughs> i just love that you can connect with people so easily all over the place
1: oh yeah yeah and, and that's I why one of my big things is oh yeah it's like it's so helpful and so key yeah, yeah. Um, and it's why one of my big things about like social media is ruthlessly curating your feed <laughs> mm. <laughs> because like we all get enough stuff I'm not gonna curse because I'll censor myself. Um, but we all get like enough bombardment of being told we're not good enough or whatever else that in this little space you create your instagram follow the things that make you feel good like there's no reason yeah. to be scrolling through mindlessly or not more often mindlessly but and to see something that makes you go like oh god like i wish i was like that or i wish my life was like like no nah, no mix that Absolutely. like it's just not worth it Mm so yeah I'm really big on curating your social media and then like you said you know it helps you connect with the type of people that you really want to yeah and that's what I found like with technology some of my closest friends are people I've never met in person or like my best friend of 10 years now we go in and out of talking every day and then not talking so much but we have always lived in different states or in different areas he lives back Mm. in the states and Mm. we've been around each other like six or seven times in those 10 years maybe yeah but Mm. there were times where we were talking for like two or three hours every day so I think that's the blessing and the good thing about technology is it really means that location doesn't matter sometimes time difference yeah. sucks
0: yeah <laughs> that's right
1: yeah no definitely. but location wise can definitely yeah. be overcome and in my relationship like we saw that like drew and i met when i was in australia and then i went back home to the states for six months and we were long okay. distance mm. and that six months having iMessage and Skype and all the rest of it like it was really obviously what kept our relationship together but also what helped us stronger as a couple
0: yeah that's cool that's cool I like what you're saying about like following people and um I even take it to like people that follow me so I don't know if you know this but you can remove followers and if if like if I did someone not. follows, yeah, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> if someone follows you and you're like, they're not really someone that I need to be involved with, like they're not feel like I just know, then I won't like I'll remove the follower, and it's like it goes against all the Instagram. You must have like heaps of followers and all that sort of stuff, but no, I like I want to have the right people connected to me. I don't want like yeah, I don't want to put out there, um, you know like the wrong vibe because what's the point and um yeah I also go through and cull like people that I'm following um so it's cool <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I did not you'll have to show me how to do that because I had you. no idea <laughs>
0: yeah it's someone else has said my favorite thing to do removing followers
1: (laughs) it's so good i had i feel like i'm so behind the time i am am with most technology like i am so behind the times but yeah i knew obviously you could moderate your who you followed but that's so good especially if you have like you know unsavory people that are yeah following you
0: yeah because you would know like you can block people but um yeah you just go into like this little dot thing up the top and um it's one of the options but I will screenshot and show you <laughs> after this good <laughs> I, I might even share it on my stories <laughs> yeah do
1: it cool I feel yeah, like I this is probably one of those like hidden things that most people don't know how to do or yeah. don't realize you can do Absolutely. maybe that's just yeah. me
0: no, no, no. There's definitely stuff. I'm um, it, like, it's one. It's one of the things that I'm building into like a new offer that I'm working on. It's, it's like the things that I've found, I've discovered. Either I've like seen other people and gone, "How do you do that?" or I've just worked it out myself. Like, there's no reason that we have to keep this secret. Like, I'm not a social media marketer or like manager, so I just like, why do you not need to know this? It's not true. So. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things that I'm gonna be helping people get get like their hands on things like
1: that. So, mm. yeah. And I think, like you said, like I I feel like we've made a shift and we've moved past for a long time. It was like, how many followers do you have? Which I think kind of was a carryover from Twitter, where everyone just wanted uh, okay. to have a bunch of followers. And on yeah. Instagram, obviously, that's how like influencers make money. Yeah. But someone like you with your coaching. You do want to have like a really select group, and it's like those mm. people that you're inviting into the circle. So yeah. of course, you should be able to have like rights to yeah leave definitely. some people out of the circle. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I I want to talk about your morning routine a bit more. Yeah. Like, what else do you do other than like the coffee routine part?
1: Um. So I'm really terrible with accountability. <laughs> 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 um. Oh, my niece is here. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um. So most of the time, I'm pretty lucky that I only have to wake up early a couple of mornings a week, and then the rest of the time, just the way our current class schedule is and like my life is luckily we don't have a child yet so I'm not forced to wake up at 5 a.m.
0: yeah um
1: <laughs> but most of the time I'll wake up like around seven thirty, come out start to get the coffee ready like we talked about I try and do just little bits of movement or mobility so that might be um a couple of cars, which are like controlled articular rotations. So it might be shoulders or hips moving, kind of just like waking up stuff. Mm. Um, And then from there, I really make an effort to have what I call like a morning sit. Um, So it, it, I guess is like a meditation, but, um, so Dr. Andrew Huberman, who's a neuroscientist that I'm like, moderately obsessed with and i'm I'm sure like (laughs) there's going to be a couple people that are making other comments about that but he puts out a lot of really great work and one of the things that he's put out is there is a center in the brain that when you take he does he um studies stuff to do with the eyes specifically yeah when you take in bright light in the morning in the morning it switches on certain parts of the brain that turn off depression uh, things. I'm losing yeah. the words, but like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's the flip side of that when you take in bright light late at night. So all of these like mm. blue melatonin, light things that we hear. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of it is to do with melatonin, but it's in its uh, center of the brain called the habenula, And it yeah. switches on, so bright light in the morning, decreases risks or chances of depression and bright light at night greatly increase it. Mm. And if you're someone who keeps like a fairly normal schedule is in that, like you sleep during nighttime hours and you wake during daytime, it's different for shift workers. Yeah. But if you're having bright light from like 10 or 11 PM in between say like two or three, sometimes even to 4 AM, that's when we're disrupting these centers in the brain. And I'm someone who I already live with depression. So Mm. I'm taking like any tips and skills I can. So I really make an effort first thing in the morning. We have a window that um, faces south, Mm -hmm. south east. Um, So it's right over. I'm looking at a hill that the sun comes over. So I'm getting that bright light and you only Beautiful. need to do it for a couple of minutes. I try and yeah. be there for like, you know, basically until I get bored, like five to 20 minutes, depending on the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it just sets you up for like having a better day. And for me, it's one more thing in my toolkit to try and live better with depression.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Um, There was a little bit of that, like, particularly, like, getting up and, like, sort of setting your brain, um, you know, getting it ready for the day by, seeing, like, looking at bright light that was in the book that I was just reading. So you should yeah. definitely check it out. And I, I'm super obsessed with, like, stuff to do with the brain and, like, how – why things happen and why we think so i definitely need to hear a bit more about this person you're just obsessed with
1: yeah <laughs> i'll send you awesome. um a couple of his instagram videos where he talks more in depth specifically about that it also mm. goes hand in hand with resetting your circadian mm. rhythm which yeah. is yeah. so important like i'm yeah. sure that book touched heaps it did that. yeah yeah and actually <laughs> there were studies that come out not that long ago that you can reset it so much quicker than probably what we thought there there was a group that they went camping out in Colorado in just a weekend just two nights they yeah. were able to reset yeah. it yeah so our bodies Crazy. are pretty amazing and really efficient
0: yeah, yeah absolutely it's cool I love it <laughs> um so you you get some sunlight into you and then yeah. what happens
1: and then it really depends on the day um yeah I'm also really bad at keeping a schedule. I'm probably like the worst person to ask about this stuff. it's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I try and just – in the last couple of years, I made a real effort to remove a lot of stress from my life. Yeah. So I – in the morning, like after having the morning sit, I'll kind of just evaluate. Like I do have training and study that I need to do. But I set my day up kind of like, I guess, depending on how I'm feeling best and also depending on the time of the year. So in the winter, when it's more that like, um, I call it like hygge, like a very cozy yeah. feeling, um, I find I'm like a bit of a slower starter and I'm okay just after sitting in front of the window coming and maybe reading for a while or like mm. catching up with friends on the other side of the world where time difference allows. Yeah. Um and building in some type of study, building in some type of walk until it's on my lap. Um, <laughs> but in the, say, in the summer, especially here where it gets hotter, it, we go on a walk. Like, I get up, I get going, we go on a walk. And then I come back and have those relaxing times. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty lacks day to day aside from when I'm teaching and I know I have to have stuff to do for the studio yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's probably one thing that I definitely could be better about is like setting a schedule and I know we've talked about this in the past of like planning <laughs> stuff out um, some weeks I'm really good and some weeks I'm like meh that can wait yeah. until tomorrow
0: <laughs> yeah I think as long as like you're not um letting it kind of go like maybe you're letting it go for a reason because maybe you don't want to do it and like it's an avoidance thing or you know like letting your life kind of just pass by without any plans is not good um so like that's why like vision boarding is so cool um as you know um what are you currently working on with your vision board (laughs) What's, what's one of those things on there well
1: This year's kind of throwing us for a doozy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, when I did my vision board, when we did the workshop, um, and I think you'd mentioned, but like we did a workshop together, and in that, we both did our own vision boards as well as everyone else doing theirs. Yeah. And I, because I like to be very compartmentalized, part of that was like for the business and part of that was personally and then relationship stuff and everything. So mm. for the vision board um, in January, I started going to therapy to kind of address some traumas that I had. Mm. Um, and that's been going really, really well. And so awesome. that then bleeds into my relationship and we're doing some active things to really try and um, not that we had problems, you know, but like, I'm a really firm believer that relationships are consistent work. And there's something that when we let ourselves just kind of get into that lull, I won't call it a rut, but like that lull Mm. is when you kind of just get complacent and bored and it gets really, the longer you're there, the harder it is to climb out of that. So with me being able to kind of heal past traumas I'm now able to take a step forward in my relationship, and and we're able to kind of move into other parts of that that, because of my past, were kind of held back. Yeah. Um. We did have a retreat scheduled, but yeah. we've postponed and cancelled because of covid but it is we're wanting to get that as soon as it's responsible to be able to do that that'll Mm. be back on the book that's awesome yeah
0: Yeah, that's cool I love that you've got like um tangible like examples of what your vision board's about you know like and it's very specific which is really good um because Mm. you know you're like saying this is what I want and this is you know, you're not really concerned about the how, but you're like, this is what I want, and this is, you know, when and and and, um. Yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna happen because you're putting it out there, like you're making the steps, you're taking the action, which is one of the things we talked about as being like really important. Um, but yeah, yeah like because you can just put it on the vision board and be like, I'll eh, we'll just see what happens, but when you start to like take the steps, like you know putting your hand up and going to therapy you know for something that was holding you back then that's gonna just manifest more and more um of like what you're looking at um in your vision board so it's awesome Love oh it. yeah
1: and I think <laughs> like you said like it's so easy to just put it on paper and then forget about it which is more often than not my own tendency but for me also it was some things of like Once I kind of put it out there, I felt like I needed to do a bit more and stick to it. Like once I kind of released it to the universe, not in like a woo-woo way, but like I really—I got it out of my head and was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to like put this out in the world. It felt easier to do things like schedule the retreat. And um, it's funny because in therapy last week we had like another – breakthrough I guess you can call it yeah and in the type of therapy I'm doing the therapist asked me to like bring to mind um positive statements like okay now that we've done this like what's something positive that we can kind of imprint in you and she rattled off some like maybe this or this and the thing that kept coming to head was like I can move forward now Mm. and it was such a powerful moment because It felt like because I had addressed these certain traumas and things in my history, something within me, my body, my mind, I don't know, like that was the message that it was giving me was like, okay, we've addressed that Mm. and it's there and it's dealt with and we can move forward. And it's, it's this, like, it created this little momentum within me that, there's no reason to hold myself back yeah. from like not just the things that we were dealing on but in general it sparked this little kindling fire that now i just need to like give it some more fuel and get yeah. some more oxygen and yeah. let that grow yeah
0: so, that's so cool that's really yeah. cool um it sounds like definitely you know you've gone a little bit into that subconscious Space in your therapy, which is so powerful, because there's so much like that we repress, um, and it you know our subconscious is keeping it there and keeping us safe, um, but it will bring it up for us to deal with when we're ready to deal with it. And so you know like that's that's what this year's been for you. Like you you realized you're ready to deal with the thing, and now that you have, it's gone. Okay, so. You can move on. <laughs> yeah, And when you move on, the thing that was holding you back before, it's no longer a problem. So therefore, it's not going to be a problem in the future. And so, like, you've created now this, like, new vision, a new, like, future for you because you've released that um, negative kind of belief or problem or whatever. And that's, like, so awesome. And it reminds me of, like, time techniques, which is something that I, I do in my um, coaching where you – go back to like a period or a time or like the first instance of a thing where maybe someone's told you like your shit or like your um let's go with your shit you know and like (laughs) it's 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 then like framed your personality your like view of yourself the view of the world and like every time from that point onwards it's reaffirmed and like there's points on your timeline where you are reaffirming that belief and eventually you get to a point where you decide enough's enough and you can essentially go back to that first time and you wipe all of those beliefs and it becomes like completely like you release yourself from that first instance of being told your shit so that in your future it's not even a consideration like and I think that's so cool and sounds like something you know that you've been working on with your therapist which i love and it's so good that
1: you're doing yeah yeah Yeah, i do um we work with a therapy that's called emdr and it it uses bilateral eye stimulation to um both you can work with negative past events just like that um and reprocess that and then you can also do future imprinting so um like going through a scenario and how you would like to respond to a scenario. So you would go through the scenario, you would, um, in your mind, take yourself through and see how you would normally respond. And then you pause and think like, okay, but how would I actually want to respond? And you start yeah. to think of that and you process it. Um, it's really powerful. And even just like you're saying, like it only takes that one thing, right? Like in our mm. history, And we all have a negativity bias. It originally helped us stay alive and stay safe. Mm -hmm. But now more often than not, it works to our detriment. And it does. It just takes one time of someone telling you you're shit when you're 12 years old. And then for the rest of your life, anytime you make a mistake or you do something that's probably not that big of a deal, but -hmm. in your head are like, yeah, well, I'm shit. So like, what else is to be expected? That's right.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Um, I love that. I want to hear a bit more about that particular type of therapy for sure. But, um, yeah, it sounds very similar in, like, the process of of what I do because, again, like, you can go into that future and and you basically, like, are putting this, like, scenario into your future timeline. And, you know, like you're saying, you're imagining it, how it's going to be and, like, how powerful and, like, how, you know, whatever excited whatever it might be about that thing like so if you know you're anxious about public speaking or whatever you can like imagine a time in the future where and it's all about visualizing and um knowing that it's going to happen you know like it's it's a really like fast way to manifest for sure um <laughs> something. Oh, yeah. so yeah it's great i love that there's some like similar techniques and modalities out there that get the same results. That's really cool. Definitely want to know yeah. a bit more about that.
1: <laughs> and um, I think it just goes to like how awesome and powerful our minds are, right? Like
0: yeah.
1: we can rewire stuff yeah. and we can process trauma or events from the past and, and move it to a different part of mind so it's not yeah. so... In the front of mind Um, but also like I am not a total groupie I promise Um, (laughs) I call it an aficionado but of dr. Huberman he talks about um, self-led adaptive stuff so you're able to just like that like you are in control you're in the driver's seat you can reframe and rewire your brain of how you Mm. want to Mm respond to things in the future and that can be like across the board with so many different things yeah it's it's something that I wish more people looked into and put some work into because
0: yeah like
1: you said those self-limiting beliefs like we can break through those with not as much effort as I think a lot of people think yeah, there is. So the hard exactly. part is identifying them. Like, what oh, are yeah. the things that are holding you back? Definitely. What is the thing that's, you know, what you, what's yours? Is it someone told you you were shit when you were 12 years old? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know?
0: Yeah. No, that's right. Like, I think um, with all of this, like, um, Black Lives Matter kind of movement um, that's going on and, like, um, for me, it was, kind of figuring out like so you know with my history my um my grandfather you know didn't tell anyone that he had aboriginal um ancestry and you know like it was this secret that um we all kind of like what is he is he not like in one of those sort of moments but um there's this sort of like generational healing that needs to happen for me for me to like move forward so it's not so much about like my experience with it, but it's about like his experience that was implanted, like embedded yeah. in, into me, in my DNA, in my, you know, in the messaging, in the way he showed up um, that I've been getting, receiving for like, you know, all of my childhood that um, I, it's like hard to know which part to target. So like I could choose shame and that might, I'll say, I want to go back to feeling, you know, the first time I felt shameful about X, Y, Z. But that might just be one thing. So I guess it doesn't hurt to start, but like, you know, sometimes it's good to get one that like encompasses everything and then it's just done. (laughs) So you don't have to like do a million different things. Um, So, yeah, it's like you're saying, you know, the – it's, it's so much easier to do than we all think um, to reprogram our subconscious and reprogram, like, things that are going on that we don't even realize are in there, so.
1: Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And with something like that, like, obviously, your family history, like, that's a lot. And that's, mm. as you said, generations. Yeah. And it's paired with um growing up in yeah. – a country that was colonized that has its mm. own history yeah. that's tied into your family history mm. and you're, you know, what, I guess, even though having black history, like you're passable, most people would think you're probably just a white girl. Like mm. growing up with those experiences, I am the same. Like when we look at the ladder of privilege, I am one rung down from the top as a white yeah. woman from a lower middle-class family. Mm and it's it's a lot like there are so many things, and as you said, yours is so entwined with what's going on right now
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the history of our country. Um, yeah. I think it's an important conversation that's happening as a white woman. I'm really trying to turn inwards and mm. look at how that privilege has shaped my life yeah definitely. and I think a lot of people they go well you know like I'm white but I didn't grow up with money like that's my case but it's still I'm white right like I mm-hmm. I never have feared getting pulled over by the cops I've never yeah you know like there's so much that's intertwined I think it's an, a really really important conversation that's happening and I'm glad that for whatever reason, because we've had protests in the past, right? And we've had these situations happen. I don't know why it happened now. I don't know why George Floyd's murder was the one that sparked what seems to be like this uncontrollable fire in the best way possible. Mm. But I'm really glad it did. And I'm really glad that people are, taking this as an opportunity, hopefully. I know there's some people who's not, but I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people are taking it as an opportunity to look into themselves and to think, how have I benefited from this? How have I um, unintentionally added
0: yeah, to this? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reason, like, my in my opinion, the reason it sparked is because of COVID. Like, because yeah. everyone's, like, so... Um, you know, so for different reasons, people, like, are looking inward already because of COVID, like, you know, you're, you're quarantined, so what else are you going to do? <laughs> um, but also, like, that fueled the, the, like, riot sort of side of things because in those protests, because, like, people were just like, oh, my God, I just need to get out and, like, you know, like, get out of my house. And in some ways, like, some people have used that to, like, kind of yeah, as an excuse to get out but at the same time um like it, it's not that they're um, uninterested in the cause it's like oh cool I get to go outside and I get to go and be with other people um because I believe in something so I think definitely like if we didn't have the kind of last few months of COVID um to start off with we might have had the same, like, approach that okay, big, big hoo ha about like the, you know the instance of um, George Floyd, and then we kind of all just go on our merry little way. Whereas now with COVID, I think everyone's like super invested in like the new normal, like the new world that's coming. I suppose um, that's yeah. my opinion anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I think I'm glad it happened. I'm glad mm-hmm. that it's unfolding this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably like a whole other hour's worth of <laughs> talking about, yeah. you know, especially like addressing my own privilege and addressing how I've benefited from systematic racism in, in the yeah. system. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, we've, like, we've spent a long time just chatting about, like, the icebreaker questions, and I was like, the time, no, it's fine, <laughs> this is what happens sometimes, um, I guess, we, I wanted to talk about, before we run out of time, because this is only going to go for an hour, I want to talk about, like, your, like, when you started your um, studio, and, like, I remember you telling me, like, that, you just had to do it because otherwise you wouldn't and like you just went all in and threw caution to the wind um so talk a little bit about like you doing that and um and how it's worked out for you i suppose
1: <laughs> yeah um maybe we'll have to do another one too yeah. time permitting um mm-hmm. yeah so i i was teaching around but I I hadn't been teaching very long I had been teaching 10 months when we decided to open the studio and I wanted to do it because I wanted to teach differently like I knew that I knew I didn't fit into the box that that is a lot of yoga classes Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted a space that I could create the type of classes I wanted and the type of environment so I build a lot of, I mean, we have a separate mobility class, but I build a lot of mobility work into general yoga classes. Mm. And I really have the philosophy that, like, I don't want anything to be leveled or tiered. Like, you should be able to walk in off the street and do any one of the classes in my studio. And you might see someone in there who's been doing it longer that's more familiar with the movements and it, it might seem like they're doing it better, but they just might recognize the name more than you do. But the movements are all done in a way and presented in a way that it doesn't matter what your movement history is. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what your physical abilities are. Like there is something for everyone. And I think that's important because I think health and wellness and movement should not be exclusives to certain types of people it should be for everybody because it benefits everybody mm-hmm. so in one class I will have a 24 year old very fit male a 50 something year old newly retired woman like and they're doing the same class and yeah. it's not that one's better than the other because they're not they're just working at their own paces and that's something mm-hmm. that I really try and instill is like you do you yeah <laughs> you know, that's like. Thing do things to your ability and it might look different than the person next to you, but that's fine. Like we yeah. are all unique and we all have our own ways of doing things. And yeah, yeah, when we decided to do it, I, um, I just made it all happen really fast. Like we saw the space online in the morning. I called the agent. I saw it at 1 PM within a couple of days. I was, finding lease papers and yeah. I, I made it all snowball because I knew otherwise I would talk myself out of it like yeah. I just I knew and I tried at one point I called my partner and I was like we can still back out we can like we don't have <laughs> to do this and he goes no like let's do it let's and I was like okay okay so yeah. we did and I, yeah. I often say that like the whole time we were doing we were setting everything up and getting ready. I felt like I had jumped out of a plane and was building a parachute on the way down because yeah. I was just like figuring shit out. I had no idea how to do the majority of it. I was really <laughs> thankful and lucky that I had some friends who had owned studios or who currently do own studios that kind of give me tips and tricks along the way. But a lot of it was just like, yep, I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> figure, Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah, it's what you do. It's what you have to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, That's like what you have to do in everything with the business. Like there is no right way of doing things. It's just like you fail you fail and that's fine. Do it again. Try something different. Like that is the whole point. Like that's how people build their businesses. That's how you how your life works. You know, you don't just like magically know what to do instantly. (laughs) It's it's working things out and working through it. That's how that's how oh, I yeah.
1: learned, and like, even like the different courses and stuff I see of like business development, mm-hmm. it's great. And And there's stuff you can learn from that. But, you know, I'm in a specific spot of the world with a certain, you know, like there's all the factors that every business has. Mm-hmm. Every person has like their location and their demographic and everything else. And like there is always going to be that element of like some stuff you just have to figure out on your own yeah
0: definitely yeah, yeah absolutely well we're getting the countdown <laughs> sorry <laughs> we better we, we better get ready to wrap it up but thank you so much for um chatting with me and um I think yeah maybe we should do another one I'm eventually I'm going to have a podcast so maybe you can be a cool. guest on my podcast yeah <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> yeah 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 um so yeah thank you so much it was great absolutely. to chat with you and um I will chat with you soon Cool.
1: Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Right. You too. Bye. Thanks Keep warm.
0: Yeah, thanks, awesome. everyone, for thanks. tuning
1: in. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for joining me today on Soul to Soul, the podcast with Brie Boucher. For more information about me and my work in the world, find me at brieboucher.com and on Instagram at TheBreeBoucher. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. Take a screenshot and share with me on Instagram or leave a review on this episode. Big love. Have a beautiful day.